podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the preview show here on the Rangers Rabble. My name is Martin Douglas. Martin Douglas even. And today I am joined by Wolf Marshall. Wolf, how are you? Not bad, Martin. Not bad at all. And I'm also joined by Greg, the most handsome man on the podcast, Campbell. Greg, how are you? I'm good, thanks. When is he handsome? You weren't, you weren't expecting that, were you? Um, obviously, today we're here to preview the St Mirren game on Wednesday. And Wolf, St Mirren, the only team to beat us this season in Paisley. We're travelling to Paisley. What are you expecting for Wednesday's game? Uh, we obviously expecting another, another tough match. Um, I'm expecting a stronger Rangers team than played two weeks ago in the Betfred and I'm expecting three points and on to the game next Saturday Is there a danger Greg that it might be revenge on the players minds and they don't stick to their normal game plan obviously their normal game plan didn't work so obviously they need to change up something but is there a possibility that it might be a case that the, the Betfred may still be quite, quite um, stuck in the memory I think it will still be in their minds, but I think the way Gerard's got the players going to be in a positive way. I think it will be to spur us on and really take the game to them and play the way we can play. I think if we just follow, especially the way we did against Tibbs on Saturday, there, Sunday, um, just keep going with possession, play our game, and I think we'll, the victory will be a positive sense. I think Gerard will have it in their heads that we'll go and get the three points. Aye. Just well, before we come back onto the Hibs game, see if we could just have a look, because obviously that's Christmas over and done, we're heading into the new year. If we could take a look at Rangers' season so far, just very, very quickly, you know, 20 games played, 18 games eighteen games won, two draws, no defeats, 54 goals for five against. It's a pretty remarkable start to the season. Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a great start to the season, but I think we're only, I think we're only about three points better off than we were this time last year. I would think because last year we started off really well. Um, the the goals the goals against columns ridiculous. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be twenty games in losing five goals. That's that's bonkers. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. Um, as I said on the on the previous pod I was on the previous preview, um, my my concern is going to be the early games in January because that's when it's gone gone awry the last the last two seasons. We've been great up to this point and we'll fall off a cliff after that. I don't think it'll happen. I think they've got a different mentality and they'll be, they'll be hurting from what's happened previously. But, I mean, the first half of the season has been better than we, we, could, we could have dreamt of, really. What's the big difference this season then, Greg? Why, why do you think people like myself and Wolf are felt with more confidence considering what has happened the last two seasons? Um, I, I think the, the kind of players he's brought in, but I think Gerard seemed to have got um, further potential. Uh, the players for last season as well. There's players like you look at Tavernier that like, they could have dreamed this season he's had, but there's a level that I never thought he would get to, especially defensively. He's just really, really the best he's ever been. Um, and then there's other players as well, like Arfield just came on. You thought maybe he was going to be like a, a squad team player, but now he's really pushing it for one of the first names to be on the team sheet. Um, so I think it, it, it just collectively as a group, as Wolf was saying, the mentality seems to be different. He seems to have got a bit of belief and they, they can achieve something. Um, I think just kind of all working together and no listening to the outside noise. I think that was a big problem before as well. If they did get a, a bad result last season, then it was a massive deal and it was 
it really, really impacted the players. Whereas after the Samaritan game, that wasn't maybe the same reaction as we were saying in that point. We were all gutted and disappointed, but it was more, right, the next game, let's go in the next game and get three points, and I think that's carried on to the players. Well, uh, no, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. But going back to the, the St Mirren game then, well, what do Rangers need to do differently on Wednesday than what they've done against St Mirren in the Betfred Cup? Stay, stay switched on. And, um, I would say take it seriously. I don't mean I don't mean that in a, a disparaging way against the team, but it looked in the, the Betfred game as if we went one up early doors and they thought, well, we can coast in from here. And you can't coast in against any team in Scotland because, as we always say, every game for them is a cup final and that's the way it's turning out for us. Um, I think the team will be stronger. I mean, the, the Betfred game, the people let their left-hand side have the ball because they weren't, they weren't too concerned because Barisic wasn't there. I was fully expecting Barisic to play on Wednesday night, which means they'll, if they go with the same game plan, it won't work because we'll have an out ball on the other side. So I think St. Murn will play, will play differently. We just have to be on our game, as Greg says. Just do what we've been doing. Just, just stay switched on and take our chances. But, I mean, since the Samaritan game, we seem to tighten up at the back again, which is mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, as I say, just stay switched on. Take take the chances and don't think the game's won until the game's actually finished. Do you go along with that, then, Greg? It's just a case of staying more concentrated and. and... Oh, definitely. Not, not allow. I think what we did in the Hibs game was that teams have started to work out that they could exploit us down the wings, especially when Tav and Barris are just so high up the park. So is it just a case of stay concentrated and, and do the right things and not go one nil up and think that's a game one? Oh, definitely. Aye, aye. As I say, again, no, as well, for saying no disrespect to Sivan, but I think that's what Rangers kind of did when the goals and get the goals a bit a complacency and stuff in. But I think. There'll be lessons learned. Die if they do kind of get an early goal again. Just stick to the game plan and go for more, and just um, keep going until the final whistle. Because that's when they have learned before seasons before that teams can score at any moments if you're not on the ball. So it's just making sure each individual does their job carefully. Even if it is just putting the ball in those head at times, that's what you've got to do. Just do the basic right and just kind of work that through the team and feel a lot more confident. We'll get the three points. Aye. So just coming back to yourself, Greg. Obviously, St Mirren, we have to actually take a, take a quick look at. And look, they've won three of our last five games in the, the SPFL. Um, you know, I think three of those five games were away from home. I think we only lost one of them. They've gained they've gained form. And I, I think everybody was talking about them being 100% relegation fodder. They've got a big striker that I quite like. And, and I think his name's Jonathan Obika. Um, him and McGrath are the top scorers with six goals, but then if you look at after that, the, the top the top scorer after that, so he's only got two. So maybe they don't score the greatest amount of goals, but they have improved their form drastically in the last sort of five, six, seven games. Oh, definitely, either. I think Jim Goodwin just been there for years and kind of knowing the mentality. I sit Murden and really knowing what the club's about. He's he's kind of transformed that, but in a different way because I've always known him as being a, a kind of tough competitor in the middle of the park. He liked to tackle, but he seems to have got some settled in and playing a bit of football. Like they've actually been against Rangers were actually quite good to watch at times. Um, professionally, see a, a team that was attacking. I think they've, they've carried that on. I think they won at the weekend. There was two 0 at Ross County, and I've seen sports seen the highlights, and it was the same kind of tactics that they played. They were, they were pressing quite high, and they were neat and tidy in possession, and they were patient. Um, so that's that's how it's going to be tough because I think 
they're getting, as Wilf was saying, I think their game plan might change slightly if Barisic plays because then they've got to look at the kind of difference. But I still think they'll be tough in the middle and they'll press Rangers and they'll use a minute, so that's how it's up to us to keep concentrated. They are going to be a team, Wilf, that are full of confidence. Of course, yeah. I mean, like you say, they're on a they're on a decent they're on a decent run of form. Uh, but I think they were un, they were unbeaten in nine or ten when they when they beat us in the Betfred, and they've kept they've kind of kept that form going. Um, but I think a lot of the, a lot of the confidence is coming from the fact they've got a decent goalkeeper now as well. I mean, they've got they brought in Jack Alec for themselves, and I mean he he's a decent keeper, and I think he's he's instilling confidence in them to allow them to try and play football, because they know that you know if if teams do break against them. They've got half a chance their keeper will keep the ball out, whereas in previous seasons they shipped a lot of goals, but they don't seem to be doing that now. No, that's true. That's very, very true. Right. What type of game, Wolf, do we expect? Um, do we expect it to go along the same lines as the Betfred Cup? And obviously, if we just show ourselves up a bit at the back, we'll be fine. Or do we expect Gerard to maybe look at the game slightly differently? I think we'll... I think we'll approach it very similar to the way we have been approaching mo- most of the games with the, the, the Bethany game aside. Uh, I mean, the way I, the way I look at it, I don't think St Mirren can play a lot better than they did that night. And mm. we won't play as, well, hopefully won't play as badly as we did. And they only squeaked, they only squeaked to win that night through, basically through mistakes that we made. So if we cut out the mistakes and play to our potential, it'll be a tough, tough game, but I think we should win it fairly comfortably. And I suppose right, we'll, we'll take a look at who we think is going to start because obviously we always get that right. Um, Greg, Gerard only made one change for the Hibs game. Do you expect something similar going into uh, the game on Wednesday at Paisley considering the result and, like, I keep repeating myself, in the Betfred Cup? I think so. I, I think we, I know there's a kind of important run of games coming up, but I think you've got to go with the, the, the kind of strongest team. You've got I so I think I don't think there'll be much change in the back four. I think you'll have Tav Goldson. I, I think you'll go with Balogun. Baris is it's close between Balogun and Alander because I think Alander will start against them. So I think there'll be a change in there. The midfield's a bit difficult because I don't think Jack will be available. The way Gerard was talking, I don't think he's going to be there. And then Arfield's got an ankle injury as well. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. So the midfield's unless it's the he throws a couple in and puts Barker in somewhere as well. Um, it could be interesting. But, I'm a midf- I think Aribo, Aribo, Kamara, and probably Davis. That's the same midfield this Saturday, so I don't I think there'll be much kind of difference there. Um, up top, I know there was a lot, I don't know what you think, a lot of talk about Kent being dropped because he was looking a bit leggy. Um, so that's possibly where Barker came in, but I think Kent's work rate's been outstanding. I thought he was good with that against Tibbs. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, and then up top, you know, Morelos, Defoe's a chance, possibly coming in for Hadji, but Hadji then was good. But I think Morelos, it kind of suits Morelos. And I think that was maybe a problem the last time. Um, they were looking for his kind of link up playing and getting in behind. I think that's where we struggled against him last time. So I think along the lines, um, far off for me. A couple of individuals, Wolf, that Greg's mentioned there. And if we can have a look first at Ryan Kent. Um, I personally don't agree, but do you feel that Ryan Kent maybe needs one or two games out? Obviously not two games because the next game's against them. But do you think maybe this is a perfect opportunity to give Ryan Kent a rest on Wednesday? Or do you think that falls us back into the trap of resting players for the Old Firm game? 
personally, if I was picking the team, I would I would leave him out. I'd put him on the bench. Um, as Greg says, his work rate's phenomenal. I mean, he's, he always he's always there. He's always looking for the ball. He's always trying it, but it's just not coming off for him. Uh, and he does look a bit leggy. So I would I would leave him on the bench with the plan being to give him half an hour, depending on how the game's going. Because I know you know managers tend to look like that these days and sort of in their head plan how they would make substitutions if the game's going the right way. Uh, I would I would probably take take him out take him out of the start lineup, but with a, a view to bringing him on sort of after an hour or whatever, depending on how the game's going. Because uh, his work rate's phenomenal, but it's just not working for him. Um, and he could and there is other players could do with some game time, but quite quite how you'd mix it up with whether you would put Morellas in, move move roof out wide, uh, leave Hadji to the other side. Or whether you would bring you would bring in it or the four, I don't I don't really know. I mean, the last two games I've seen, Morelos is coming back and he hasn't, so I'm not I'm not throwing that throwing that card <laughs> on the table just yet. So where do you stand, Wolf, then on the Balogun Hollander debate? Because obviously there'll be a lot of people saying whoever plays against St Mirren won't play against Celtic in the second. So where do you stand on the the Balogun Hollander debate? I'd be happy with I'd be happy with with either of them. I'd be I'd be, incl- I'd be more inclined to play Hellander against against that lot on Saturday. Um, but I also, I don't, I don't go with it. Whoever plays on Wednesday won't play on Saturday because we've got a free a free week after that. We don't play till the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you can go out, you know, you can say to them on the, for the for the, the game on the second. We just go out and empty it. You'll have a couple of days off, and then come come back in midweek because it's the first first weekend months that we haven't had a, we haven't had a midweek game. Mm-hmm. So. You could defensively go with the same team twice, although I don't really expect that. But I I wouldn't say if Balogun plays against St Martin, Hollander plays against Celtic, or vice versa, the, the same one could play against both. And personally, I would, it wouldn't bother me which one played, to be honest. Are you along the same lines, Greg? Are you comfortable with the two of them? I think so. Aye, I think definitely the, the two of them have shown that they're, they're solid, they're composed, and they can really do a job for Rangers. Same. I think the only the difference I've seen between the two is maybe Hollander can bring the ball out slightly better. That's been extra picky, but driving the team forward so it pushes Rangers up the park a wee bit. Um, and that's the kind of only difference. But no, I think he could play any of the two of them, I think, because um, they're both good enough. So I would be happy with any of them. Really. So I think the only slight difference for me, I think, is the pace. But I don't even know how much difference there is in pace, but Balogun just looks slightly faster than Hollander. But as Davy Weir proved, if you're good enough and you can read the game well enough, you don't need that lightning pace. But Greg, is there a is there a worry that possibly the up and coming old forum game might take the players' eyes slightly off the ball? Um I, I not really no. I think I think we've, we've hopefully learned that we just need to take each game at a time. So I think Gerard will hundred percent make sure that all eyes are just on Wednesday at St Bernard and just get the job done there before we can even think about it. It's probably natural that the, the, obviously the players know it's all fun week, it's coming up, it's another massive game, it really put the pressure on, but no, I think all eyes will be on just Wednesday, get the game planned there, get the three points and then for the onwards we can just look at the game against them. Um, but no, I think just important as I keep saying it, like game at a time you can't look too far ahead and I know a lot of Rangers fans online have been, but it's just... No, we've probably learned for that before, so we just need to go on Wednesday. 
Gerard did say, Wolf, in his post-match after the Hibs game, when the interviewer asked him about you know, how the league's looking, he pretty much dismissed him and said, listen, we just look to the next game. How difficult is it to do that, though, when you've started so well, you've got a chance to put more pressure on your rivals and go 19, 20 points clear? Um, from a support's point of view, it's really, really difficult because we obviously, obviously we always look at, at games against them. I've always looked at the New Year game. I mean, that makes or breaks the New Year. Um, I've never been in a, a professional dressing room, so I can't really, I can't really say how, how they would be with it. But I think wait till the, well, the, well, wait till you're in the ring, travel five aside team. <laughs> Even when I did play, I had two left feet. Neither of them worked. <laughs> <laughs> Bear, Sorry, Wolf. I'm, I'm, I'm the wrong side of fifty, so I don't play football anymore. But, uh, no, I, I I think that the the coaching the coaching staff will, will keep them will keep them grounded. They'll say, look, let's let's worry about Wednesday first, get that out of the way, and then it'll be be full steam ahead on. I don't I don't even think that in the, that in the dressing they'll even have mentioned second January yet. Mm-hmm. They might they might get a mention from them on the run up to the game. So look about. Put the, put the Simon game to bed early doors. We'll make some changes, you know, t- to rest the legs before that, that game. But that, I think that's the way they've played every game. Let's go out, put the game to bed. Then we'll make changes, look into the next game, irrespective of who the next game is. Because, I mean, I know that I've noticed that most of our games, we're finishing them by half-time, 50, 50 55 minutes. Because we're not, we're not scoring a lot in the last half hour of games. Because we're, we're bringing players on, you know, and that, that breaks up the rhythm, but the game's won by then, so it doesn't yeah. really make a lot of difference. But it's saving players for the next game, whatever the next game happens to be. It just the, the next game after Wednesday is a game that could go a great way to decide where this league title's going. I like the, the V55 in there, I like that. It's a subliminal message. Um, right, Greg, how's the game going to go? What's your prediction? Um, I, mean, I think it'll be a tough game, but I think. I think Rangers will win. I think this time we'll win. I'd say three one. I think they're gonna get a goal, but I think three uh, one for me. Yeah, I think we'll get a wee early goal. We a second, but someone get one back, and then later on in the game, I think we'll get the third. Aye. 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 Well, how many goals are Rangers gonna score? Three. <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with this. Get three. Who's who's the first goal scorer for you? Just in case anybody fancies a bet. Depending on the team that you pick, we'll go for Joe Aribo. Joe Aribo. Actually, before we go, we should actually pick up on that. That's something I completely forgot about, Greg. And that's the performances in the last few games of Joe Aribo. Um, I've always felt that he was a very, very good player. I was excited by him, but then he kind of tailed off for a while. Didn't maybe perform as well as we expected. But he's, since he's come back for that injury, he's come back with a bang. Oh, he's been absolutely superb. Uh, he really, really has. When we first came, he was just, you could see the, kind of, the quality and the potential in him, and then obviously, see, he kind of dipped off in the injury. But he just seems a massive impact, even in other players about him as well. He just it seems to bring out the confidence. And he always feels if he's going to do something, like when he gets the ball down, runs. He's, I, I can't believe his feet work for such a tall guy. The way he controls the ball, just by an instant touch, it's incredible. But he just, he's always in the move, his rotation. Uh, with other players is great and he's always able to score a goal. I think he's going to be absolutely massive if he doesn't achieve it in this season. He's just really at the pinpoint of everything we do. Um, and long may it continue. Uh, he's, it's a joy to watch. 
I absolutely Wolf Joe Arebo, for you, how important could he be actually? I should have mentioned it before I'd done the predictions, but hey ho. Joe Arebo, how important could he be going forward? Well, as Greg says, I think he could he could be absolutely critical. I mean he's his footwork's incredible. I mean he's mm-hmm. you know, you see that they put two or three players on him and he just he just dances around them. And it's he make, makes us lots and lots of space with the third if the opposition are, are closing, closing down on him, put two or three guys on him and he can get free and then we've got their players. He just follows that we've, that we've got spare players. And obviously his teammates will know what he's capable of. So, yeah, I think he could be absolutely, he could be absolutely crucial. Right, James, that'll do us. Um, for everybody watching, uh, obviously it's available on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the Rangers Rabble, facebook.com forward slash Jers Rabble. We are on Twitter at Rangers Rabble. Uh, you can also download our stream, sorry, on Acast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Just simply search Rangers Rabble. Keep an eye on our Twitter. We are now on Instagram as well. If you search Rangers Rabble, I'm not 100% sure yet how to use Instagram, but I'll get there. Um, Wolf, mate, thank you very much. No problem, Matt. An absolute pleasure. Greg, as always, mate, thank you. Thanks, Martin. Thank you for everybody watching, listening, streaming, downloading, following, subscribing, and we shall speak to you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.